War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Age of Conan. an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. show always have to start out with Noah cracking up madly. <laughs> it's a sign of a good one. <laughs> and on October 16th, Channel Massive records its 63rd episode. So it was written, so it should be dun, done. Dun, dun. Rivers will run red with the blood of innocence. Of bloggers. Fire will rain from the sky. We shall feast on the entrails of our enemies. The fires of hell shall burn bright. With the souls of the departed. Uh, Block yeah. them afterwards. I think I've been playing too much Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Me think so, too. In this very special episode, we will be doing what we've done in previous episodes. That's why it is special. It is special. Talk about stuff mm-hmm. and things. Yes. Things and Cookies stuff. Cookies will be eaten. Not <laughs> Mercilessly. But, but Drinks we don't, will be drunk. But you know what? We don't talk about MMOs during this podcast, This is do going we? to be all consoles. This all. will be 90 this is minutes the dumbass of rock console band. edition. <laughs> 90 minutes of Rock Band 2. <laughs> A retrospective of everything we've ever done that we thought was funny. And then, all the MMOs we hate, and the 20 reasons why we hate each of them. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So no, we're not. Him. <laughs> or, or I'm not. <laughs> oh, Noah damn. Noah, Noah got all over. ballistic there. His... Oh, my God. The show notes just changed before yeah. my eyes. <laughs> it's all about Zelda and Mario. <laughs> Noah's taking twice. over this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then I played a lawyer game on my PS. <laughs> and it was uh, so wonderful. And, it was wonderful. And then I played another lawyer game on my other DS. Yes. <laughs> and then I thought... Well, hell, I'm going to sue Mark. Fuck it. I'll play them both at the same time. <laughs> For unlawful, uh, unsafe work workplace environment. Yes. Is that what and it? mental duress. Too many dust bunnies. Too many dust bunnies. In all seriousness, uh, we will be talking uh, about some of our listener email today. When we talk in serious voices, it means we're serious. That's right. We're absolutely serious. This I don't is have serious, a serious business. Voice. <laughs> I can't do it. It's because that, you're never serious. That's true. After <laughs> that, serious. we'll be talking about the week in gaming. Or well, the week that was in right. gaming. Maybe I'll use that voice. And then we will end it all up with a Blogosteri event of epic proportions. After we, what we've been playing, which epic. which will consist of nothing but Brock Band 2 and, and console games. Yeah. Because we don't play MMOs here at Channel Massive. No. No. <laughs> Thank you. 
let's get what we let's get into what we've been playing. That let's was a serious voice. It was. Give it a no, I think you can edit that. I do that all the time with the Nintendojo podcast. I don't have that power. <laughs> well, I guess we'll go for it. Let's get into what we've been playing. Jason, take it away. Well, let me tell you, I've been playing a lot of things. Jason's been busy molesting things. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I played a little Rock Band. Well, not a little. I think Mark and I rocked out on Rock Band 2 quite yeah, quite too much, actually. Did quite a bit of rocking. It was scary. Uh, so we did that for a while, um, and then I played a ton of Warhammer Online. I, I think I found my calling as a as a black orc. I I just picked this guy up. I when I first created him and got all my user interface options set to where I liked him, I popped open into a scenario and. I started wailing on people. Now, what kind of afro does he have? Well, he doesn't have any afro. <laughs> I thought he was a black orc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know... His name is T-Bone. I, I came down... Actually, I, I named him Orange Crush. Oh, pretty cool. lame, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. I named, it was a pretty lame name. I, was, I couldn't think of anything, you know, quirky, so I, I thought Orange Crush would be pretty cool. And... I decided, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe I'll try one of those open RVR servers just for the hell of it. I haven't gotten into much of that lately. I haven't seen people from the other faction coming through yet, but, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll see some of that. But, man, I had a blast with them. I rolled into a scenario right off the bat, headed towards the first guy that I saw, which happened to be this uh, white lion, the white lion character, the Jim. little... Wait! Yeah, wait. the little elf guy with his white lion. It's, it's really... You think... White lion, right? White lion's going to be this kind of ferocious-looking thing. No, it looks like this little, little bitty kitty yeah, cat get, coming right towards you. I think you. they get better as they I don't know. get older. I haven't I, seen, I haven't I've seen once, bigger variations on them. Different later. I, maybe it's just, maybe I'm just on crap. Anyway, so the white lion guy is charging at me with his battle axe and his uh, little kitten, Meow. and I just pounded the guy, and I and I killed him like easily. What? He, he was, was a couple levels ahead of me. Right. He was a couple levels above me, and I'm like, <laughs> I like this already. So I killed him again. <laughs> I ran into the same guy, like, and I killed him again. And then I, I just, I did. I went on this killing spree. I had like f- five or six kills in my very first scenario, like killing blows, which is it's a stat that they keep track of. And the more killing blows you have, the more renown uh, I think you get. So I ended up walking out of that first scenario with a bunch of renown uh, experience. We won, a, we won our first scenario. It seemed fairly balanced, and the scenario popped quick. I don't know what it is with this server that I joined, but the scenario popped the second I, the second I clicked. I wanted to join a scenario. It went. Do you want to join this one? Do you remember the name of the so, sure. server you're on? Off the top of my head, no. Because I think we need. It begins with the letter B. I think. Perhaps the laptop in front of you knows the answer. I'm. I'm not going to waste I just a couple seconds. Him there. I didn't mean to. Doing that anyway. It was fun. I had a really good time. My laptop knows. I was, I was mowing through stuff. I mean, he's a tank. There's no doubt about that. He's not doing uber damage like a. But he's so hard to kill. Like a sorcerer, but man, yeah, he can hang in a battle. He can hang in long enough so, like, you can go charging in to like this huge fray of enemies. And wait for your healers to catch up with you, <laughs> and then by the time they get catch up with you, you're you're down in health. But then they can heal you back up really quick, and you're fighting there at the flag, trying to 
to capture it or whatever. It, it was fun. I had a really good time with them, and I think I'm I'm actually going to stick with this character. Sweet. As my as my main. Way more fun than the my main. The, oh, I will declare him my main. So the rune priest is the alt now. The- yeah, you know I like him. the 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 rune priest is fun to play. There's no doubt about that. He's got a lot of fun tools to work with, but he's just not doing it for me, Mark. Not like the Black Orc does with that nice big axe of his. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I did. Uh, I'm I'm having a blast with it. Unlike a lot of the blogosphere, which is kind of giving up on Warhammer right now. It Already? Seems to be. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like mass defections left and right. People some, are freaking out. Not some people though. Like I can't imagine Keen and Grave, and um, I can't imagine Heartless has given up. Uh, I don't know. That that might be coming. It seems like you had quite a, a curve for a, or a, a, a. You know what? It took me a while to you, get into it. Yeah, it really did. It really did. But now so you've been playing it what four weeks? Yeah, off and on. But I never felt compelled to log on like all the time. But now, now that I think I've found my my knight in shining armor or my orc in shining leather. Mm, However sick that is. I smell man flesh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That's how I felt. I was like, yeah! I did. I was I was having a really good time with him. He was fun. So, yeah, that that's what I did, and I can't wait to log back on and get into it some more. Right on. And I think the achievements thing is really funny. You've Just logging in with that little short period of time, I was able to get all these crazy achievement unlocks. I got the... The one where you go in naked. Yeah, that's a good so one. So you take, like, so many points of damage naked, and then you do so many points of damage naked, and it gives you these tome unlocks, which, you know, are those... You got the owl my eye one, right? Oh, yeah, I, I had that one where you click yourself so many times, and whether you do it on purpose or on accident, if you accident, if you click on yourself, so, like, I think it's a hundred times. Yeah, then you get the owl my eye. Yeah, you get this little title that says, <laughs> owl my eye, <laughs> for doing it. It's fun. It's, I guess there's ones where you can... If you fall, if you take falling damage or you kill kill yourself falling so many times, you get you get an achievement, something like that. There's all sorts of quirky ones like that. I just can't wait to see. I want I want to find them all. <laughs> I know, they're pretty cool. Anyway, that that's what I did. How about you, Noah? I've been playing games on my Wii, actually. On your Wii? Yeah, You're playing your Wii. Oh yeah, I like it when I play with my Wii. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing with my Wii too. <laughs> They have had. I don't know. Nintendo has had killer games consoles. coming on WiiWare and on the Virtual Console. Mostly, I've been playing games from WiiWare. Hmm. I was made an example of and humiliated for that, but apparently, it's okay when Noah does it. What are you talking about? Didn't you guys give me a bunch of shit when I was playing my Wii and all I all I was playing was WiiWare, like about episode fifty six? I don't remember. I don't remember that. And you guys were probably asleep. Perhaps you remember incorrectly. Oh no. It's there. <laughs> no, that's not happens. Perhaps this was the Mirror Mirror Universe Channel Massive. <laughs> well, I am sporting a goatee today. Perhaps Are I you? am from the... Na- no. <laughs> it's nothing like your neckbeard. No. No. Your Don't try to challenge this. Your collar-like neckbeard. <laughs> anyway, lots of, lots of time spent on your Wii. Yeah, I've, been, I've played... <laughs> I first met him, I thought he was wearing a scarf. <laughs> thought, wow, that's awfully warm f- to wear for some reason. Jason doesn't like you getting me off task. <laughs> I saw him nervously picking at his keyboard. I know he's about to snap. So tell us about your wee adventure. Or your neckbeard. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've been playing World of Goo, which is this game 
<laughs> where it's got this really great Tim Burton type presentation. It's kind of Tim Burton and it's kind of like Tim Schafer mixed together. Oh, the music's cool. very Danny Elfman and the characters and stuff that you see the in the cutscenes, they they're cartoony but in a grim kind of way. But the game's really weird. It's just about taking all these re- relatively sentient balls of black goo and building a lattice work out of them because you if they're in a pile and you pull one out, then two little beams will connect that one that you've stretched out from the masses and then you can drag another one from the masses out. So it's like kind of like making a constructs or a connect set and you're trying to make a lattice work that the remaining goo balls that aren't part of it go into a pipe and they get sucked into it. Huh. And that's how you do each level and it's really interesting. That's cool. Sounds like it gives you a little room for creativity. Yeah, yeah. It's try and work through the puzzle. And the presentation is really cool. There's just so much personality. You think you'd think there'd be this big story or some explanation of the world because there's so much style to it, but so far I haven't seen anything. It's just kind of this weird toy game. And I've also been playing the two art style games, Orbient, which I talked about before, where you have the planets and you're trying to get your planet to a certain size. And a new one came out called Cubello. And it's so cool because it's they totally... I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it's almost a total riff off of Portal with GLaDOS, mm. except it's this male speak-and-spell voice that explains to you how you play the game. And every time you shoot a cube, because it's a kind of a shooter puzzle game, it's like, cube launched, cube launched. Great, <laughs> nice, awesome. It's, okay. it's really cool. But basically you have this huge mass of cubes, and they're all different colors. And you, or they're one of like three, two or three colors. So what you try to do is you try to shoot a certain colored cube at two that are the same color. And if you get three that are connected together, no matter what sides they're connected, they'll clear. And there's this little small core to the clump of cubes. You want to basically clear all the cubes around it off of that by matching up the colors. And it's constantly, the mass of cubes is constantly slow spinning in space. And when you shoot it with a cube, it spins in reaction to that. And so you have to keep matching them to get it shrunk down and also keep it from hitting the screen because it constantly gets closer to the screen as well. Oh, I and like it's got the Doomsday this, thing. That's cool. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it feels kind of like 2001 mixed with some kind of graphic designer nightmare because That's it's perfect. like each puzzle has some different type of palette to it, and it's just so fun. What's it called? It's called Cubello. Cubello. And it's only it six bucks. It's just like Orbient. It's very cheap, very fun. It's it's addictive, like bejeweled. It's almost as bad as that. That and as Dr. Orbient. Or some of us. I don't know. Well, there's not multiplayer in it, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about Dr. Mario. Yeah. But, yeah, I played that. I played some Spectrobes on my DS. Nothing much to say about that, and probably a little bit of Locks Quest, and I finished Childhood Sin, which is nothing related to that. But I talked about it previously. I want to say I finally finished my 50-page book. <laughs> Give us a rough book report on that, <laughs> It was really good. It just... It, I, I wish there were sequels to it, but there can't be sequels to it. I, well, there could... But, there's but not. your small brain wouldn't understand it because you're just a mere mortal. <laughs> it was just, it was really interesting and then ended up being depressing, which I guess I figured it would be, but I didn't really like how one character was just, there was the revelation point and then from that point forward, you're just like, all right, it's cool. I'm cool with this. This is how it's going to be. And then, whoosh, and then it ends. Better than the ending of the sphere. With the book by Michael Crichton? Yeah, where the where they're like, oh, let's all just decide there is no sphere. Let's all just decide this never happened. Well, in the book it was okay, but in the movie it was really bad. Yeah, sucky. The movie just sucked. The book was really great. So that concludes my book report and my game report. Jim, you're next. I'm next because Mark 
gets picked on, and he always has to go first. I am always picked. Actually, on. we're not going to include Mark in this segment. Oh, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't really want to go. Uh, the only game I played this week was uh, Kingdom of Loathing. Because and Noah didn't join me from our normal Monday night, so no, I, played, I did not. I played a little without him. I Jim should... engaged in self-loathing. <laughs> no, <didn't laughs> loathing. Which, which is pretty common for Jim. Awesome. <laughs> Done it my whole life. Now I have a video game. <laughs> I took a a pretty fun quest that was a combination of scavenger hunt and crafting, where I had to build a meat car. <laughs> Sweet and a meat helmet. Yeah, it was, it was much more of a task. I think when we talked about the game, we talked about the fact that meat is the currency and also the the glue or the... The, the crafting basic, material. Yeah, basically the crafting material, the, the basic construct for anything you have to make. Of life. So it was pretty interesting to... You, you had to find small cogs and springs and... Would wheels you, what and happened tires to that crap and, quest that you were on last the other week i as soon gone? as i went there no i no it was there as soon as i went to that place i, I clicked on one thing and the quest was over so it it must have been a bug or uh, it was strange it was just waiting for maybe it maybe it occurred happen. because we logged on right after they did an update or something maybe know, that's weird but it was it was over and i got it and well, i good. didn't have a problem with it good so still funny yeah it, it was funny i thought building a meat car was pretty hysterical yeah <laughs> So you had to make a slab of meat instead of just a meat ball. What is it? Meat, meat paste. Yeah, meat wad or meat paste. Yeah, you, you can make. You can also make a meat slab out of a hundred pieces of meat, and that is what you built the engine block with. <laughs> so do you get to use it after you make it? What's uh, the point, or is it you're making it for someone else? I think you're making it for someone else. I haven't turned. I haven't gone back yet to turn it in. Because uh, there was another quest I had that was blocking it, mm. but then anyway, it's still pretty funny. Right on. And that's all I did. All right, that's the end of uh, what yeah. we've been playing. All right, I'll go last. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if you insist, here I am, ladies and gentlemen, my adoring audience. <laughs> so as Jason mentioned, I did the rock band. Several hours of that with Jason, rock band two, I guess, and had fun and played bass, which was. And different, and then uh, the rest I've been playing Warhammer like consistently, like every night. And um, in the last podcast, I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of wondering if it was the best use of my time. I think it's like MMO players' guilt or something, where you're like, this is time consuming. Is this really, you know? When you could be taking care of your son, I could have been working on um, <laughs> just, just kidding, cancer, work, you know. But um, doing your job. I think I think it's like kind of with Jason like all of a sudden everything kind of clicked for me and I've been I'm pretty well addicted to that game right now and I play for the next few weeks. It like every night and it's really fun um when is Wrath of the Lich King in a few weeks so I've been playing a, a bright wizard Touché. on the order side and have been leveling him up and I'm towards the top of the tier 2 bracket for the um RVR scenarios right now. So is bright the opposite of black? No, what? no, it's just. A, I'm just wondering just where these different names, adjectives come from. Somebody if there's some kind of elemental system from the from the um, 
from the war game, the tabletop war game, there's there could be something like 215 different classes because that's how many unit types there are or something. So why is it called bright? I don't get it. Is there lots of light involved or something? Uh, fire. He's on fire. Fire. Most of the uh, time. Fire and stuff. Yeah. He's yeah. got these tattoos, I'll like the these runic tattoos <laughs> all up and down his arms, and he, they glow. And then, like, as he starts to get things going, he, um, he has this, like, uh, combustion ratio that increases and when you get to 100 the chances of you doing a critical hit are greatly increased but unfortunately the chance and the chances of you doing you'll do like 100 percent damage or 200 percent damage if you actually critical somebody yeah uh, but the bad the bad side is that you'll actually have a chance blow to yourself up blow yourself up and you oh. take a lot of damage and there are a lot of times because when i'm in the scenarios i rely on the healers to help prevent me from killing myself <laughs> and so a lot of times i'm actually killed by myself the thing is is that there's, there's there's a mechanic in place to let you burn that combustion up by casting a spell that uses right. that combustion then so, your chances to crit go yeah your, your crit your chances to, to crit go down to to zero but then so then you have to start casting more spells to to build that back up so it's a, it's a pretty interesting dynamic there. Yeah, it's like how, you have to like it's, it's manage gambling. that. Yeah, you're basically gambling. It's kind of like the gambling. warlock where you're doing a drain and a no. no. With the warlock, you never no, know. There's no there's no I, class I mean, in well, World of Warcraft that it, plays like it's that. It's like it's like a warlock in that you have to to play well, one effectively. You know things. you've got to take some damage. Yeah. The only problem with the bright wizard is there's no way to recoup the damage. You can't drain somebody's life to help yeah. you, and you never know how bad it's going to be, and when it's going to happen. So it's basically a gamble. It's like, am I feeling lucky? Am I, <laughs> Do you am feel I lucky? <laughs> and when so I'm in a scenario, I tend to just go balls out 100%, which might be idiotic, but I tend to do really well, and at least in the placement. And so I'm guessing it's not that idiotic or I'm extremely lucky. But I've been doing that a lot of the scenarios. And then I did a, a keep siege for the, you know, oh, the cool. actual out. It was awesome. It was so well done. It was it was everything I've ever hoped that PvP would be like in one of these games, and it it kind of brought back that. And the whole thing's been kind of. And I was trying to describe it today. I think what it's doing is it's bringing back that feeling I used to get playing the doing land parties and playing the FPS stuff with people, where you just go at it in a death match or a, uh, a flag, uh, you know, capture the flag type thing over and over again, and you get into that groove. It's kind of like that, you know, which for an MMO, I've never had that. It's well, that's spike. kind of a bizarre analogy. It is. Actually. But it makes me feel, <laughs> I don't know, it just feels, everything feels, you know, fast enough. There's enough stuff going on on the screen. There's all these different things that you're you're getting, you know, renowned. Your experience bar is going up, you know. You're trying not to kill yourself, especially if you're a suicidal bright mage like myself. Um, you know, it's just, it's just got that certain thing. The, the RVR, the PvP stuff is working for me. And and actually, the PVE stuff's working for me, too. I've been doing all the public quests I can do. So, I, you know, I was complaining a little bit last week about the grind by just kind of branching out and trying all these things I hadn't tried before where I was self-limiting myself. I'm, you know, I'm fully experiencing the game now, and I'm just having a blast. So right on. I have to say it's been a very positive experience. One other thing that's funny is when I did the beta, I played as a Chosen exclusively, pretty much. I mean, I tried all the classes out to, like, level five or something like that but i pretty much stuck with the chosen and the nemesis for my chosen was the bright mage so then when it went live i chose the bright mage and now i find that especially at the top of the tier two stuff 
my nemesis are, is the witch elves, which sneak up behind me and start killing me before I realize they're there. So then I started an alt as a witch elf. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I don't lose. It's how Darwinian of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I, it's just the quest for knowledge. It's like, what's this class all about? And how can I possibly, Exploit. you know, know your enemy, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And so I find the witch elf is really fun to play too, but I'm pretty much sticking with my, my bright mage right now. That's cool. Anyway, that's all I've done. Just played that and had a blast and looking forward to tier three this week. Sounds great. All right, let's get on to some listener email. It's time for M A I Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> bringing it home, Who Jason. Creepy guy. <laughs> oh no. We have two emails. This episode first up is Chris. He says, "Hey guys, great audio. Can we get your take on the upcoming Lotro expansion, Minds of Moriah?" Meaning Lord of the Rings online. Lotro? Lotro? Well, sure. Let's talk about some of Moria. Minds of Moria! (laughs) Yeah, I guess we could talk a little bit about it. I don't know that I'm... Mark's looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. You're going to purchase it. I don't know that I'm overly excited about it. Really? Well, I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I I did, but it was kind of... I don't remember that. I don't know. It was really boring to me. It was, as we discovered. (laughs) It wasn't that... I felt that it was a horribly bad game. No, it, was, just, it was very well polished, but man, it was just a snooze fest. Yeah, I thought the graphics were pretty decent. It was pretty. Um, I remember doing something to get some kind of fur-related title. Fur, fur cutter. Oh, yeah, you were a fur cutter, which I... <laughs> yeah, that's a great title for to have. burger, maybe. <laughs> I had to, uh, I had no, to that's find, another MMO you're thinking of. I had oh. to find some variations. Cyber Sox. Yeah. the MMO. Is that what that's from? Horlore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you were there a was a fur cutter in yeah. the in the Lotro game. Cheese cutter. So maybe there's going to be a mine-related title. Anybody excited about any particular features? Or just the lore, the chance well, to do the ultimate the, dungeon crawl? Which one of the things I'm I, excited I think about are... the, mo- the chance to do the ultimate dungeon crawl. You are. The yeah. ultimate dungeon crawl. Ultimate dungeon crawl. Welcome to so the ultimate dungeon So is the Balrog going to be down there? Well, would you... Well, I hope what do so. You, think? you would hope well, so. I don't know. I haven't read this. <laughs> this space would normally... I was normally, hoping one of you guys like, would... After 18 hours of grueling play, Jim finally arrives to the mayor of the Balrog, only to find a giant in-game note that says, I owe you one Balrog. Please check back in July. That would suck. That would suck. Like, he's killed like 14,000 trash mobs, and he's like all set, and then it's like, oh, now let's demonstrate our magma. Goes over the bridge. (laughs) You have died. I think the the legendary weapon thing is kind of cool. That's what I'm... I'm excited about that. 
That, that that would be a really cool feature, I think, in any MMO to to, to have. That puts like the RPG and MMO RPG. Yeah. To have like a unique item that grows up with you. That's not something you choose necessarily, because it sounds like it'll eventually be like this unknown item, and then you'll get it identified and everything, and you get it at like fifty one. Like you have to get all the way to level fifty one. Mm-hmm. Then you get that and you you go take it to a whatever some kind of special craftsman or something. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. And then to just see what the abilities are and to watch it grow. Yeah, I think that's kind of a neat. You know, levels tummy, up with you and feed it when it needs. I wonder it. if it does it. Will it talk like to a, you? Kind of like I remember there are like some weapons that were able to talk to you. You know, like taunt you while you were fighting oh, in that'd combat. That'd be awesome. In like um, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. when they had a, they had a, what was that called? An ego or something like that. It was like a rating that they could have. And yeah, and so you're like pounding on totally something, and sometimes they'd be like, "Hey, you're not really hitting that hard, you weak weakling. <laughs> Come oh, on, yeah. kill more." Yeah, that, yeah. Or your sword will start talking to you, you know, basically taunting you, telling you, go kill, go kill some more. <laughs> if you're a rogue, you get a dagger that likes to speak up because it gets nervous right when you're stopping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she's gonna... over there. <laughs> I can't control the volume of my voice. Thus generating <laughs> all the aggro in the room yeah. on you. Yeah, that would <laughs> like, be funny. Up, Stuff up. like that's kind of funny. I know you're a plus five Vorpal Slayer, but goddammit. <laughs> Sheath your weapon, sheath your weapon! Yeah, I need the sheath of unending silence, please. (laughs) You know, they also add a couple new classes. Uh, I guess there's like a hybrid class called the Rune Keeper, which isn't... They're still claiming it's really not a magic user, it's not a magic user! it's not a wizard, because there can be only a few. Uh, So apparently it does, you know, DPS and healing. It's kind of like a hybrid I think they're going like to eventually that. just give up on the whole that can only be, you know, maybe it'll be an epic class or something like that for wizards. I have no idea. That was the thing that pissed me off about it. And I know it doesn't fit, like, the realism of the, the lore to have a g- gazillion Gandalfs, but nor does it fit to have a gazillion Aragorns either. I don't know. It just seems... Because basically, if you have a legendary weapon, you're kind of an Aragorn... If you want yeah, to I suppose. Take it down that road, or I guess you could have like Sting or whatever. But I, I think Aragorn's sword was a little bit more epic. But. I don't know. I mean, personally, I, I can't say that I'm going to give this a shot because well, I, I really. As with all cool features in games, I'm just hoping that Blizzard eventually incorporates it into WoW. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> they incorporate everything else. I can't wait till they add the Eve starships. That'll be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have your own personal battleship? Yeah, it's like, it's my steampunk battleship, motherfucker. Sweet. It's the Death Star, except with steam and coal fire. That'd be cool. Next up is Julian. He's a little bored. This time last year, everyone was buzzing over the hype for Age of Conan and Warhammer. Obviously, a lot of the hype was misplaced, but I'm not feeling the same amount of hype about anything upcoming except some muted enthusiasm over the two MMO expansions coming out this November. Wrath of the Lich King and Mines of... Mines of... Mariah. (laughs) Mines of Mariah Carey? (laughs) Do it, Jay. You can only do it... He continues, seriously, all we've got in the launch window is Aeon, Tower of Eternity. What? And I'm pretty sure I'm the only one, I'm one of the only people who even knows about it. Uh, it's the one I'd the say that you're probably right. angels, I think. Like oh. They have wings. Yeah, right. from NCSoft, I think. 
Yeah. Am I missing some big game? Is there a lull in innovative M- MMOs in the next year, or is it just simply hard to get excited for an MMO after Warhammer and Age of Conan? I myself have been playing a lot more FPSs and RPGs. FPS! And I'm looking much more towards... Boom! Headshot! Oh, Fallout 3 than I am to Stargate <laughs> Worlds. Dot, dot, dot. Love, Julian. Love, Julian. Aww. I don't Whoa. think he really wrote that. <laughs> That's why I'm in all Exciting. emails going forward. <laughs> love With love. The person that oh. Hugs and kisses. XXXOXXX. I think there's a lot of MMOs to look forward to. In fact, that's what we're looking for. Biatch. Noah. I'm looking forward to, of course, Star Trek. I'm looking forward to Champions Online. Star Trek probably won't be released for a while, though. It's supposed to be out next year. That's what they said. Yeah, but we all know how that goes. secretly working on it. No, they said they were able to reuse something that their engine is so versatile that it made them made it easy to just jump very far we'll forward in development. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for that, too. We've been putting many hours into the development of our engine. Our engine of destruction. Champions Online, of course. Yes. That's, that's yeah. another big one. The agency could be cool. Over Free Realms? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not excited about Free Realms? Not really, no. Mm-hmm. What are you excited about, Jason? You've not drank Jason? the Kool-Aid of SOE. Perhaps I should. Have uh, well, the one uh, DC Universe. Yeah, that was yes. the other yeah, just that, came to mind. If that ends up coming out, that I'm excited. You for. know, next year that'll be cool. Champion Star Trek Online, of course, which I'm a big geek of. Although I'm kind of disturbed by all the new photos that are being released from the movie and of the course, reboot. THX eleven thirty eight. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I'm uh, <laughs> very excited about the THX eleven thirty eight. We don't know when that's going to come out either. Howard the Duck? Yeah, the Howard the Duck <laughs> MMO. Totally looking forward to. Sorry, we had a little facetious meltdown there. Star Galactica, the MMO never happened. Really have no interest in Stargate Worlds. I just... No, I think that's going to be a sleeper, man. I, I think it's it going to it's it's but... be a lot better than... I mean, I know there are a lot of nerds out there who like us. Stargate Worlds. <laughs> we love Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it sounds like there's at least three that we're all excited about. Definitely. DC Universe Champions, Star Trek. Mark, is there anything else? Yeah. That, Not mm. in the next year. Blizzard has an unannounced MMO. I mean, an unknown MMO that they're working yeah. on that's not Warcraft. Well, Diablo okay, 3 online. Just tangent. StarCraft 2 being split into three games so they can sell you the same name game three times over. Mm. And then Diablo's several years out. I'm like, what? Genius. That's Blizzard, dude. So whenever they Genius. announce this MMO, it's probably going to be years out. That Nothing comes out of there fast. I mean, I'm not surprised. They have to bake in all the sweet, sweet goodness first. The love. <laughs> Has to simmer for a while. I guess I lied when love. I did the what we're playing. <laughs> I actually... I like me some secret I sauce. I fell into a previously... Uh, Vanquished Addiction and Diablo 2. No, worse than that. Diablo Defense 1? Of the Ancients. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I yeah. can support that. I'm sorry. I I tried to hide it from You're you. back with the with the bad crowd again. I am. Me and the Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> the only people left playing They're it. They're the only ones who play with me. No, well, anyway. I, I don't know. I think that there's quite a bit to look forward to. And so get understand. on board, Julian. What's up? I guess it's just keep your chin not, up, trooper. After the amazing amount of hype for Age of Conan and 
and the even more obscene amount of hype for Warhammer, it is kind of hard to... Nobody's overhyping right now, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Things will get better. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the news. You mean the Wee Gee Gee Movies? Oh my god! Wee! <laughs> With the little Wee at the end. <laughs> what do we have on the slate? First up, we're going to talk about some legalese, some congressional legislature. We need a political justice. action. Well, there you go. We've got the right person for this. Yes. Please channel Apollo Justice. And Noah Apollo Justice. of the situation. Congress has passed the Prioritizing Resources and Organization for Intellectual Property Act, also known as the Pro-IP Act, as a way to help publishers tamp down on piracy. At least that's how it looks on the top, top level. Kind of gives powers and abilities to the gaming industry that's similar to the music industry. Oh, that's those, perfect. those guys, there's going to be a new president-appointed representative, a United States Intellectual Property Enforcement representative. Intellectual Property Enforcement Coordinator. Wow. And yeah, and there's going to be... a title. And that person will be heading up the Intellectual Property Enforcement Division in the Department of Justice. You know, if they had <sighs> rearranged that slightly, the acronym would have been EPIC, which would have been cool. <laughs> but unfortunately... So some people are excited about this, some publishers. Other people are a little bit nervous about it, that things like, how do you pronounce the word? Machinama? 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 Machinama. There we go. I'm here to help. It's a word that I know what it means, but I don't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) When I read it, I know exactly what it is. It's when people, for instance, like the Red vs. Blue thing, they take the in-game engine and they make little movies. Right. Like they do with World of Warcraft all the time. So there's some hypothesizing that... That's actually how Horlore is filmed. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) People are worried that things like that, tributes to music or art, are going to be just as ready to get taken to court by a slippery slope that publishers and people concerned about protecting their intellectual property will go down. What do you guys think? I, I hope know. to just... leverage it to sue other people who have claimed the in-game character name that I was going to take before I get a chance to <laughs> Look, you don't understand the story. Somehow I don't think name. that this is going to apply this, to you. This character has been in development for years and years. Death Angel X? Yeah, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll totally have to take him to court for this one. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it'll make me have to go through... Two more damn EULA slash in-game user agreement slash whatever the hell things there are every time I load the game up. That would be exciting. I love clicking that little box and then scrolling and clicking the little box and then scrolling. <laughs> of course I've read it. Of course I've read it. Yes, I acknowledge it. Sure. Yes, definitely. Give it to what? Me. You own my house now. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of, I find it kind of 
scary. I don't think we needed that kind of legislation right now, but you know, well, it's I mean, with all the PC parallel PC and console pirating that's going on right now, I mean, there's probably a lot of support for this. I'm sure. You know, in in some ways, but but you know, there's that recently. There's been a lot of lashback against like Star Force and or, or all the different lame ass copy protection schemes, especially with Spore. Oh gosh, with the yeah. whole um, what was it? You can only install it three, three times, times, and then right. you have to call. And it's like, well, what if the people that you're calling don't exist at some point because the game company is no longer solvent? Yeah, and you have a point. title that you. What do you, you know, you hope by then it's on good old games or some other way you can get it on Steam maybe or something, you know? I just, I find it to be, in the end, I think that the over the overzealous anti-piracy enforcement tends to alienate the user base and the community. Well, and also this, I think perhaps is of, of greater impact, this is giving more powers to the RIA. RIAA people who download music illegally right. can face much steeper cash punishment, according to Electronic Frontier Foundation. What I'm reading this from Freedom Frontier. <laughs> Someone who downloads each individual track from Guns N' Roses' 12 track Appetite from Destruction album could face a maximum statutory penalty of $360,000 as opposed to the current limit of $30,000 for the album. Yikes! And even that's ridiculous. It should be a maximum penalty of fifteen dollars, you know, and maybe a and maybe a you know. A but who knows how many other people have downloaded that from you, man? Who knows how far this is could, this could go, dude? It's the damn Colombians. I, I think you know, we've got the war on terror. We have got the war on drugs. I think we need the war on piracy. I think an interesting point is made in uh, this is an article off of Joystick dot com uh, from. Mark uh, Methentis, and this boils down to the whole issue of the piracy of a game could now also potentially be considered the piracy of the licensed music within that game. Uh, for example, he says, let's say someone is pirating Madden 2002. It might not be worth EA's time or trouble to go after those pirates since their real concern at this point is for Madden 2009, right? But the piracy of that game could now also potentially be considered the piracy of that music that's within that game. It's unclear whether you, whether the musicians would be able to pursue this separately or whether they would have to work with EA as the owner of the overall quote-unquote work. Assuming the action has, has to be brought by Electronic Arts on their behalf based on the license, it's possible Electronic Arts could be sued for failing to do so. By expanding the definition of a quote-unquote work, a quagmire has been created that will impact many producers, or at least until the court irons out the default rights in these cases. So, that's scary. Yeah, it's kind of... that. That's a really weird well, you you know, know, thing that could happen that, man... Considering a lot of that's the That's opening up a huge can of worms. Like on a personal note, a lot of times for the podcast, I rip out music from games. You know what? And use that. No, of course I do. No? I do do. The, I use the fair use thing. I'm not playing it all through. Right. But still, you know, conceivably, you could think you're fine by grabbing the soundtrack from Hexen Two, and they go, "Oh, that was a commercially licensed soundtrack, and we sold a CD that had a limited run of three. <laughs> but <laughs> you're now liable for damages right. of three hundred sixty thousand dollars and five years in prison. 
you know, meanwhile the guy gets busted for running a meth lab down the road and's in, you know, jail for a year and, you know, can't pay anything, so they let him go. So what's the moral of that story, Mark? I am going to start the meth lab tomorrow. There you go. Um, and we're quitting the podcast. For, for we're going to quit the podcast and start our own if, meth lab. If any of you are good with you know how to how to find junkies, uh, I'd appreciate you letting me know. Uh, I just guessed that people that scratch themselves frequently might be a good clientele base, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Anyway, if we have any real lawyers that listen to our show, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. We'd like, we'd like to hear from you on this. So hey, you know, give us a call on our Skype line. Um, Channel Thompson, massive. You're no longer Skype. a lawyer, so don't oh, even try. Oh snap! <laughs> you're so sweet. You're so fast. From the world of RMT and microtransactions comes Blizzard! Oh my god! Wait, you're not going to talk about City of Heroes now? Oh no, sorry. No, this isn't NCSoft we're talking about. This is Blizzard. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was brought up because apparently some people found uh, they were they were going through the data files um, in the in the new patch, which is something that happens every time a new yeah it happens every time a new patch comes out. People are always looking for little you know bits of news, bits of information to give them a leg up, I guess. And there was a little button uh, in those data files that was called paid. Character customization. Couldn't spell it out more than that. No. No. I mean, this says, hey, we're going to make you pay for more stuff. Click this button here. What exactly does this mean? Well, nobody knows for sure yet, but, uh, you know, these kind of things. Blizzard seemed kind of. This is kind of what shot. I was kind of expecting this to turn into a major blogosteria event of epic proportions and. Epic. You know what? I never think, really happened. I think everyone is too tired from the Warhammer explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Um, anyway, for a while there, of course, they denied it, and <laughs> we have no idea yeah, what that's doing no, in our no, patch no, files. No someone must have inserted that. This just represents like hot coffee. the efforts of one rogue developer who we have had castrated. Apparently, his balls will be on display prominently at Blizzard headquarters in a glass <laughs> jar with pickled bread. Yeah. The the production director, uh, J. Allen Brack, um, finally said, "Yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're looking into it. We're you know we nothing, no, no details have been fleshed out yet. What we the- too are crazy whores for money. <laughs> <laughs> and what company isn't? Uh, they're also looking at ways to monotonize." Monotonize. Uh, <laughs> mon- monotonize. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> to monetize multiplayer games on its Battle.net service for uh, Diablo Again. 3. Again, then, I will say how boring WoW is. It is not. <laughs> made a new word. It's so appropriate for the MMO genre. I've just got it. Like, not only is it boring, but they think it's not boring enough that they're going to monotonize it. It's like, ding, achievement unlocked, new vocabulary word learned. It's true. 
It's true. Jason coins Monot- another <laughs> channel massive word. <laughs> We've decided to make grinding a grind. So, Mark, I want your opinion on this, man, because you're the Blizzard fanboy on from the hell. Pussification of monotonization. <laughs> <laughs> First, I should come clean and say that despite my hatred of everything having to do with pay per view, that I actually am one of those people who downloaded BlizzCom. Or not downloaded it. I. Got the oh, you purchased BlizzCon on, on eighteen uh, hours of TiVo? BlizzCon and a polar Did you do the bear TiVo? Mount. Yeah. Um, oh my god! So that my fanboyism knows no bounds. You are you are one sad, pathetic man. I also could draw any of the new engineer mounts from Wrath of the Lich King freehand, <laughs> amazingly accurately. You know what? That doesn't really even surprise me. So, honestly. uh, well. It sounds like it's all character customization as an appearance, so it's not game changing. Well, don't we already know about that with the hair, the barbershop? That's still, that's not going to be paid though. That's, oh, that's I think in these game are going to be like that's additional options. That much like the wedding crap in City of Heroes, I think that's all it's going to do is improve or uh, expand the. Well, City of Heroes is adding like temporary superpowers and stuff too to that. I don't think it's. Like the wedding in City Heroes, it's well, character just, customization, no, right? So you think it's going to be like that? Emotes, maybe some custom emotes that your ordinary character wouldn't have. I think it's just like different hairstyles, maybe makeup. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just think it's character appearance customization. So, Mark, what, what if they start adding like armor? And weapons. I don't think they'll do it. I mean, they've always said they wouldn't do it. So I think it's just the look. And I think this is a game that needs that. So many of the characters look the same. Although I don't think they should be charging for that. Yeah, you know, I guess we'll just have to see. I'm not, I don't, I'm not like um, Chicken Little here. I'm not like proclaiming the end of the world, or nor have I burned my Wrath of the Lich King pre-order certificate or... <laughs> um, you know, anything like that. I just, I just think it's like, it's like, why do you guys need to do that with like the subscription base you have? Is it just that obvious of a thing that this is an untapped market? You can get, you can pull down an additional $15 per player because they want to have a Mr. T hairstyle and have a Mohawk elf or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I guess that's what Love it is. Love that commercial. You know, haven't seen that one nearly enough. No, that was the one I liked, but you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. I, as long as it's cosmetic, as long as it doesn't change the balance of the game, as long as I can't, you know, go buy Ashbringer or the what is it, the Sword of a Thousand Truths? Oh, that one, yeah, <laughs> something like that. You know, I'm fine with it. You know, or I, if I could buy, I it, think but it's hard I to say. It, I fine. think it's like a test of the waters to see how it's received. You know. If they start doing it, and how well they've copied every well other MMO's way of doing business. Exactly. Yeah, they might as well incorporate. Why not that. copy that part? And you've starships. I really need a steampunk <laughs> starship. Blizzard is like the Borg. He <laughs> will of. be assimilated. All like, all video games will be assimilated. Kind of. Resistance like kinda, is futile. Kind of like the Borg, but really a creative Borg. I want billboards in the game. So yeah, I know you do, Noah. I, Mus- I'm Ford well Mustang aware of- and Barack Obama billboards can start popping up in the world of Azeroth. That would be that Sweet. would be like, as they so- have in Burnout Paradise. 
Yeah, that's true. Oh, really? That's for CompUSA, maybe. Yep. I think Comp they USA. have those in uh, Madden and all the new sports games, too. There's stuff like that. Yeah. I understand it's the wave of the future, and I've just been, I've been fighting the future to quote an X-Files slogan of your David. <laughs> Monotonizing. That was great. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> there's some more crazy it. World of Warcraft news. There's more. Wait, there's more. Is this from your secret file there's one that you dude, share with me? Apparently, who controls 36 characters all at the same time. He's taking multi-boxing to the extreme. I thought, like, three was pretty crazy. Or five, those guys that'll, like, do a five-man instance, but 36? 36 fucking characters all <laughs> at once. How the, in the hell do you do that? How much is the... is What's the cost for... That just from subscriptions. He says a six month subscription plan for each account, which runs him five thousand seven hundred eleven dollars annually. And he's going to buy thirty six copies of the upcoming expansion. How much does that cost? About fifteen hundred bucks. So I knew there was somebody who had. Okay, so about a year ago, there were a bunch of screenshots on like one of the pri- the primary multi-boxing sites that was not unique to any game. It was just for him. Is that the one with the swing? No, that... Well, yeah, that was from there, the, the oh. sex swing slash multi-boxing swing thing. But um, the guy that could stay hard for 36 hours solid but without Cialis um, <laughs> and make his make the hookers he brought home very happy. But anyway, he was a, he was a multi-boxer. I forgot his name, but... That's me, ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we also call him Jim. For inquiries, <laughs> mail at... M-A-L-E at channelmassive.com. But anyway, uh, there was uh, somebody on there who claimed they had they were a 24 boxer, right? And they had this picture, but everybody claimed it was photoshopped. And it did look kind of photoshopped. I mean, there weren't like artifacts. Well, like, dude, look at this screenshot. It's got like all these trackball mouse It was devices. not as, nearly as insane as the screenshot we'll, on of Joystick. of course, post a link to this, but it's a joystick... STIQ.com. From, from where I'm sitting looking at it, it looks like NORAD. No, you know, it does. It totally does. No, it looks like the Matrix. It looks like a cockpit of a, like a. It does. It looks it like, like the, the Millennium Nebu- Falcon or, or the Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, 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 that, yeah that, that's true. Wow. Seriously, I mean, can he do like a whole raid by himself? Theoretically, you can. Because you get it set up to where one keyboard can echo the, the keystrokes to all of the characters, but their taskbars are all set up differently, so they do different things depending on the keystroke, and, wow. and you've got macroing. And then they have it set to where you can have any one of those characters take the lead. Sound like, sounds like you time. really thought this through, Mike. Oh, I researched it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to write more. it. more. It was for my doctoral thesis. <laughs> right. On, uh, <laughs> yeah, and this guy, he runs his own 36 shaman raid party. And I don't know why, but shaman are like totally the class of choice for multi boxers. I I don't know. It's just maybe they have the balance to where you can well they can semi tank they can, can aggro and you know I, I heal guess a little bit. They have DPS if you spec have some that. spell damage going on for there. The guys that do the um, battlegrounds like there's a lot of guys that'll five box the battlegrounds and they'll have five shammies and they'll all be. Level 70 with all of the max, like, arena gear, all the max PvP gear. That's insane. My thought is, like, why? 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 And I guess it's... I don't know. It's like, why do people overclock their computers and then wonder You know why what Blizzard's happens? going with the microtransaction model? Because of this guy. Make different! <laughs> <laughs> I want all 36 to have a unique feel. That's right. 
Um, and if you, there's also a link within the joystick article that takes you to many, many more pictures of this guy's crazy setup and on-screen action. Of yeah, all he's like of doing. Shans wow. in a looks like he's in circle. some crazy field formation there where he's wow, that's yeah. amazing. Anyway, more power to you, geek. <laughs> I heard my bulldog bark. Sing it, Jason. We are the champions, my friend. And we'll keep on fighting to the end. We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for losers. We are the champions. Uh, Champions Online is going to uh, allow you to sign up for their beta. <laughs> all that for that. And that, that's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> Next story. People have been misled. And I've been so, and now it's time for an exciting episode of Monkeys in Space! Or sea monkeys in space. Actually, the monkey we're talking about is uh, Austin based millionaire and video game creator Richard Garriott. Yay! And period film fanboy. You may also know him as the guy who created. Ultima Online and Ultimate. Tablo Rosin. Table Ultima to Raisin. Tablo Rosin. Ultima 2. Ultima 3. Ultima 4. Did oh, I continue yeah. and show my dominance? Or shall I just passively sit back and let you continue? Uh, apparently he paid $30 million uh, to uh, take part in a 10-day mission from uh, <laughs> the International Space Station. 10-day mission in space. To Went up there with the Russians. Final Frontier. Yeah, I wonder if he brought vodka to barter. I don't know. Ten-day mission. Uh, he also carried some of the DNA, I guess, for that Operation Mort- Immortality thing. Yeah, you know, I Stephen heard, Colbert's um, DNA. Jeff Green was holding out on giving him his DNA. Mm. I wonder if he. I wonder succumbed. why. Maybe he played table the raisin and was mad. It could be. He's more of a wow guy. Oh. Hmm. So, he's doing experiments up there, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what those experiments entail. I will now eat 12 Twinkies and spin myself upside down 14 times. Just to see what happens. Who knows what could happen? It could be crazy. What I want to know is, like, how long does training normally take for... For an astronaut to become an astronaut, that was like years and years. Got to be years. Well, wasn't there that? Well, he's not really becoming an a- astronaut, Jason. And I do want to make sure that. This, so I looked it up. But okay, did, well, don't, don't they want to make sure that like he doesn't me. like go to the go to the potty and accidentally open like the airlock? Yeah, like, exactly. It's my bad. <laughs> you know, as everybody's brains get sucked Eject out of their command skulls. Command console. Oops. <laughs> Goodbye, Vladimir. So if you are to go to richardinspace.com, he has documented... In space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
He's, a, he's documented his entire training program and subsequent launch. Into so, how space. long did it take, Jim? Enlighten he us. He started his training in the uh, end of January, beginning of February 2008. Mm. Tabula Raza was launched November of 2007. Oh. Much. Despite what you said on this show, too, uh, largely po- uh, positive reviews. Well, I remember the movie Space Camp from the 80s. And, Did you uh, learn a lot? <laughs> I'm sure that Richard Gary probably went through just about that much. I like, watched The Astronaut Farmer, and I'm guessing he didn't go through that rigorous training, nah. fighting the I don't government think, uh, in, a law, in a court of law. Wait, what is that guy, the guy who created the warp drive? Uh, oh, shit, there's a statue of him. Yeah. Oh, why don't I know that? Jay, oh. Jim? his name i know it we saw it in the it was in the museum that we went to yeah there's a big monument to him uh, <laughs> anyway well color me not a star trek fan not a real one at least <laughs> uh anyway any star trek geeks listening can en- <laughs> can enlighten us on his name go ahead and give us a call at channel.massive.com zeph from cochran ah yes zeph from cochran <laughs> using the Using the power of Google, you will find all things within slight <laughs> delay after um, the question. Cheating? It's aiding myself. I don't know. I mean, what's he doing though in space, spending all this money Filling when he should be? I don't know. Maybe helping working on a like, game that if your dad is was not... an astronaut and you were not good enough to Dude, be an astronaut. Dude, he's done working on the game. You, the game was released. Would he doesn't you, would you not? He start, got his money. He got his paycheck. He's ready yeah, to go I guess he did. He got paid. Why? Why work on it anymore? Right? Well, it's like. You know, he, his brother I think's involved in in um, in Seasoft, right? So I guess and his dad was an astronaut. His dad's an astronaut. He's always wanted to go, but he had bad eyes. So he's just taking after his. He couldn't go his into dad, NASA. I guess. You his know, grandpa, his pappy. Interesting fact: Michael Dorn, also known as Worf, the Klingon. Oh my was God! To here we go. An astronaut, but. Had a slight vision deficiency. wasn't a good en- wasn't good enough to be an astronaut, but is a blue angel or was. Well, aren't those a- guys supposed to have? Well, you would really think a freaking too? stunt pilot flying a jet plane at like, you know, Mach one or whatever. It's like that's not good enough. He can do that, but mm. he can't be an astronaut. Holy crap! So they Maybe have some they pretty high wearing glasses or something. I guess I don't know. Are, I don't know. I don't know the rules. Yeah, I don't either. So, I'm not going to read this whole thing, Jason, but on January 17th, 2008, uh, Richard wrote a post to his blog at, again, richardinspace.com. In space! That is a, <laughs> cool. a response to criticism of private sp- space flight. And he goes on to talk about... Well, I don't that care that he's going into space. I just want to know well, why he's he, doing it as opposed to working on on a game that kind of oh. came out under fucked up circumstances. Like so, I said, it got it got a seventy eight on yeah, Metacritic. Yeah, but it's got a user base of three. Well, <laughs> I mean, still, it's not. It's different. That's a, that's a marketing problem. That's not his problem. I guess not. Maybe he doesn't even work there anymore. I don't know. Oh. I thought Brent over at Virgin Rules had a really crazy rant about the whole thing. He did. That's that's why I was. I totally guess I, I jumped ahead, and that's why I was going to read this. <laughs> it was thing. awesome. It was like a. It was a rant of epic proportions. Yeah, if, you know, if you guys get a chance, listen to the latest episode on VirginWorlds.com. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really funny. It's just 
just goes off on it, compares him to a he's twenty-two-year-old sports, ath- you know, high, high-paid sports athlete doing one of the many fun things they've recently been seen doing. Yeah, in the he headlines. just basically says he's materialistic and I think spends maybe Gar- his money. Yeah, you know, like- what Garrett should do next is release a rap album. That would be like that would, <laughs> that would make the circle complete. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with Brent. It's like, so. What is responsible to do with your money? To spend it on some materialistic object that actually does something rather than to fulfill like a dream that you've had your entire life? If I had that much money, okay, well, maybe maybe one thing I could do is get into the competition to, you know, spend it charitably like Bill Gates and, you know, all those guys. Become a philanthropist. Or or whatever. Yeah, become a philanthropist, but why not? It's an ex- That's a priceless experience that only... You know, one in a million can can achieve (laughs) at this point in time. And he's pushing 50, so, you know, chances are commercial space flight won't be drastically cheaper anytime soon. So why not? If that's his dream, I say do it. To him, you know, $30 million is, is something he has. It's no different than, you know, Brent going to, like, fanfare. You know, maybe. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> maybe that's maybe if you looked at their two budgets, you know, maybe that's like proportionally the same thing for him. I don't know. It's something that he would like to do. Like I would like to go to BlizzCon, right? You know, maybe that's Richard Garriott's ultimate. Well, vacation. why go to BlizzCon when you can just buy it on pay per view? Pay per views. <laughs> I can tell you that already. I would have loved to have gone and just didn't have the time. But I don't know. I just think it's like, who are we to judge? You can't take it with you. And some famous philanthropists like Warren Buffett don't leave it to their children because they don't want their children to become trustafarian fuckheads. You know? So maybe you should live your life to the fullest and have some of the things that you've always dreamed about. Welcome to Philosophy 101. Squirt your DNA out in space. Yeah, and squirt your DNA out in space. A very special ceremony involving Richard Garriott, the latest edition of Penthouse. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's time for your voice. And zero gravity. Oh, yeah. It's funny when Jason acts disgusting. Masturbation, that's so disgusting. Zero G. I'm so offended. Look, it's weightless. <laughs> Look at the blob headed for your head. <laughs> Can you dodge it in time? That is the question. <laughs> no, that isn't. That isn't water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's split into multiple parts. <laughs> Next segment, please. <laughs> Took a turn for the worst. For the record, Jim is still traumatized from the previous discussion. My brain. And now it's time for. Blow! Oh my god! Or is it? We've talked a, uh, a few times before about Jason's uncanny premonitions. Well, we're gonna put this to the test. You, you see, once in a once in a millennium, someone comes along with the ability of precognition, <laughs> the ability to a prophet, perhaps, the likes of Nostradamus or Edgar Casey, 
in this century. Who? Edgar Casey. Look it up. Look or it. use your powers. Ooh, wait a minute. In any case, this century's gift to us all was Jason and his uncanny ability to know about blogosteria events as they're happening, after they've happened, and occasionally before they happen. This, folks, is the first test of Jason's powers. This will be a test. Well, of obviously, the, of the emergency blogosteria system. <laughs> <laughs> but you've used this power before. I have, but not not to this not to this extent, though. But you have. Are you feeling taxed? I, it, yeah. Well, right now, yeah, I am because I I know I, I can feel it. it. It's coming. It's on its way. <laughs> today is, by the way, what is the day today? Today is October sixteenth of two thousand eight. This just broke, I think, before the blogosphere could grab a hold of it, and I'm almost positive that tomorrow. <laughs> This will blow up into the Blogosteria event. You know, it'll it'll be huge. Biblical proportions? I, I would say biblical. <laughs> I would. Like, so uh, by the time people one blogger has already picked up on this, uh, oh. Lum the Mad uh, Scott Jennings from BrokenToys dot uh, org, he uh, he found this and and jumped on it right off the bat. His post is titled, This Just In, Blizzard Beats Up Mark Jacobs, Laughs at His NDA, Takes His Lunch Money. And he says, Seems like everybody's talking about Warhammer these days, including, you know, those wacky guys who work on the most popular MMO ever made, which of course is World of Warcraft. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, in particular, had a few things to say. And apparently this comes from a interview done by MTV... MTV Multiplayer. MTV, who no longer plays music anymore. They have different channels for the music. Yes, the M stands for reality. Yes. Oh, right. Sorry. Reality. So anyway, they held an interview with Jeff Kaplan, and apparently he was blocked from the Warhammer Online beta. And he had some interesting words about it. Uh, this uh, starts out that says... He says, I tried to get into the Warhammer beta, but I didn't try to sneak in, Kaplan said with a laugh. I became friends with Paul Barnett, otherwise known as... Your man it's crush? British Jason's <laughs> man crush. <laughs> Yeah, my man crush. <laughs> right. Mostly. Uh, apparently he met Paul Barnett at uh, Leipzig, the game convention there, two years ago. Uh, him, Paul, Jeff Hickman, and uh, they were all hanging out. And Kaplan explained that he and Barnett became really good friends, and he invited him to Blizzard's offices several times. And when the beta for the uh, World of Warcraft expansion, Wrath of the Leech King, was ready to go, he asked Barnett for a list of Mythic Staffords to send beta keys to. And then I'm like, hey, if you want to get beta keys for Warhammer, that would be awesome, Kaplan said. Uh, but Barnett said that Mark Jacobs wouldn't let me into the beta. I asked Kaplan why he thought he and other Blizzard employees were, weren't allowed into the Warhammer beta. That's a great question, he said. I'm always fascinated by betas in general and non-disclosure agreements and how tight-lipped they tend to be. It's Blizzard's philosophy that if you're really confident in your game, then you have nothing to worry about. So I guess that would be my big takeaway from that. I like that. 
or if you've copied everyone else's game already, <laughs> there probably isn't much they haven't already seen. <laughs> And then, so now that Warhammer Online has been out for almost a month, uh, they wondered if Kaplan had got a chance to try it, even though he's been busy working on Wrath of the Leech King. And he says, My character is like level 13 right now, and I'm playing Destruction on a server that's imbalanced. He said, referring to the factions in the game. He also said leveling his character has been going a bit slowly. I'm at the point where I'm thinking about quitting because it feels like the best way to level up is in the battlegrounds, he explained. They're not battlegrounds! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Mark's, Mark's Warhammer nerd rage is, <laughs> is starting to come out. They're called scenarios, you damn call it man. Battleground. Dude, They're not battlegrounds! Easy, man. That vein's starting to pop out of your head. Um, the interviewer also wondered what Kaplan thought about the game's user interface. It's undeniably similar to World of Warcraft. Which is undeniably similar to every other game. Says, I think game developers just want to evolve systems, and people take a lot of inspirations from other games that have existed, Kaplan said. The World of Warcraft interface did a lot of things, and I think people would be silly not to learn lessons from it. What, like, let your player base modify your... Yeah. Don't give them user interface because your your user interface. I'm sorry to say, Blizzard was an absolute shit tard piece of shit when it first came out, shit and it only took tarred piece of sorry. Shit. I, I I really couldn't come up with anything else. No, you were on the fly. But off. and you know the only way it became really good is when other users started to make their own modifications towards it. Yeah, the Warhammer UI is uh, finally polished. anyway. Mm. With Warhammer Online now up to 750,000 subscribers, was Kaplan concerned about losing throngs of World of Warcraft players? He answered, We would obviously be concerned with losing people, but at the same time, the game stands to bring new people to the MMO market. I think if anything, we could stand to benefit. If you happen to come into that game as your first one, and you've never played World of Warcraft before, I think World of Warcraft is going to be really exciting when you try it out, and feel how different the combat and just the general player versus environment systems of the game. Anyway, the whole interview, of course, is comes off as pretty snide and and everything. Like, it was... It does the way it's, you read it's it. It's as though he's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, come on. Well, I'm, I'm only adding the voice to it. Right. When, I, when I read the interview, I envision, you know, that pile of money the Joker had in that Batman movie? Like, I, I imagine him sitting on top it. of that, talking down to the reporter. Or, right. You know, the interviewer. <laughs> he, like, sets it on like, fire. We here at Blizzard are very happy with the way things are going. <laughs> Burns, a, you know, right. a, a nice fat roll of money, throws it down. We couldn't be happier. We've tried to be forthcoming with all of our content to everyone. But, alas, some people still go on and find out that we plan to invoke RMT in the name of our... Our, you know, greatest supporter of Vivendi or whatever. It's just, I don't know, it's just, it's like a little, it is a little smug. Anyway, Mark Jacobs didn't like what was said, apparently. <laughs> Did not like and that. Here's some, here's some bits from, uh, he, he left a post on the IGN boards, apparently. God only knows why. Well, I know why, because there's no official forums for... Warhammer Online, so... <laughs> Which is 
perhaps good, perhaps bad. It's, it's sure. probably good in some ways, bad in others. Uh, he says, I've always said nice things about World of Warcraft, and I thank Blizzard for expanding the market, bringing more attention to this space. Most important MMO of this generation, etc., but for Kaplan to shoot off his mouth about our beta policy, lack of confidence or criticism about Warhammer is just bullshit and it's wrong. And so I deviated from my long-standing policy of not criticizing other developers, especially on subjective issues. It will be an interesting read. And I think this, you know, he goes on, and this, he actually responded back in a phone call to... Uh, to the uh, multiplayer blog from MTV. Uh, it refers to Kaplan's mention of the 30 to 45 minute wait times for Battlegrounds called Scenarios. Scenarios, goddammit! <laughs> Scenarios, not Battlegrounds! In Warhammer Online, Jacob said that World of Warcraft also had long queues just to get into the servers to play when the game when it first launched in 2004. Uh, responding to user interface similarities, Jacobs said that World of Warcraft wasn't the first game to feature customizable interfaces. While he credited them for polishing it, he also said, while he credited him for polishing it, he said that it should be pointed out that World of Warcraft learned from Sony's EverQuest and Mythic's Dark Age of Camelot. And the interview goes on and on and on. In the end, Jacob said that this is only the beginning for Warhammer Online. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. I love that. That's like the, one of the coolest cliches of all time. That's awesome. And we're Tortoise in this in for the, the long haul and for the real test of how great Warhammer and World of Warcraft are will sort themselves out. And that won't be for the next three months. It's going to be a lot longer. If he'd only have said, if you're not with us, you're against us, it would have been... <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been a classic, like, Bushism almost, huh? I don't know, man. I think we should, like, mock up a, a boxing match, like, Kaplan versus Jacobs. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, they, they'll, they will enter the Thunderdome, yeah. where two men enter, two only one man leave. One dev leave. Uh, I love I love this thing that that Lum the Mad uh, has put on his site here where he he <laughs> the very end of his his blog post he adds a little poll for everybody to participate in uh, <laughs> where you can vote for East Coast versus West Coast which rap slash MMO team is flying <laughs> which is stepping on the hizzy <laughs> and you could choose West Side which is Blizzard which says those World of Warcraft fools be dope Man, or you could choose East Side. Word up to my homies on the F Town tip. Mythic keeping it real. <laughs> and then there's another. There's a third option which says, "Oh, stop that! You've obviously haven't listened to hip hop in ten years," which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so, what do you um, predict for this? Man, I know this is amazing because the blogosteria hasn't happened yet. Well, and the thing except for except in the case of Lum the Mad, we know we know there are several blo blogging um, mega Warhammer fanboys. Oh yeah, there there are quite a few but out there. On the Warcraft side, there's like Michael well, there's Zanke quite a few, and. I'm trying to think of more. I mean, because... Uh, I'm not going to predict who's going to explode. I just know that there will be an explosion. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, like, how how it all happens. It's just, you know, it's like a, a lot... Well, maybe Kurt Schilling might... He might stick up for him. <laughs> maybe. 
because he's a he's a big time WoW player. He is, but it's funny because he has to start pimping his own company. Yeah, you know, pretty soon. I, yeah, I want to see what happens. I just think because you know a lot of the people that are like into heavy into blogging for MMOs, they they tend to like hide their secret shame of being a WoW player because they're like too good for that. Mm-hmm. So they'll claim that they play like a variety of games, but deep down, you know, their their one true love is to go raiding or something. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder. I wonder who will emerge as the as the voice for 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 Kaplan. Oh, I don't know, man. man. Do you think anyone will uh, actually explode? Like, uh... I'm sure there there will be multiple explosions, Mark. <laughs> I, I really it, there there's no doubt in my mind that this will cause a blogosteria level event. Defcon one. I think so. Anyway, uh, I'd like to send a message to all the bloggers out there. Don't don't prove me wrong. <laughs> don't prove me wrong. We shall see. Anyway, uh, that's all we have for today's show. We'd like to thank you for listening to Channel Massive. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we can always be reached at... Mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-L. Or via Skype. Channel.massive.skype. Or if you'd like to buy purchase products or memorabilia, go to M-A-L-L. Mall at channelmassive.com. Just kidding. Is this where we say thanks for listening? This is where we say goodbye. Thank you for listening. So long. Farewell. Odd feeders and goodbye.